Welcome to the Lemper Report Live. Today, we're going to look at Lidl's new strategy. We're going to look at hepatitis, a questionable shopper survey, Kroger's latest digital play, a scary metaverse concept, a new NFT restaurant is about to open in San Francisco. But first, let's give a shout out to Danone. Sally? Hi, Phil. Uh, we all know about this uh, recent baby formula shortage and how that is affecting so many American families. Uh, Danone is now going to help out with the situation, and they are going to fly in a half a million cans of their specialized medical formula that is designed for babies that have an allergy to cow's milk. Now, that's going to be the equivalent of about 5 million eight-ounce bottles of infant for formula. And, and just so you know, there's this allergy affects between two and 5% of the babies in America. I didn't realize it was that high. And also the good news is <clears throat> what we heard over the weekend that the Abbott factory is back up, but it's gonna take a couple weeks until they can fill those supermarket shelves. So, you know, for those parents who have had a really rough time uh, over the past couple months, uh, the end is in sight. Uh, so let's get started. A couple of years ago, the industry was about ready to write off Lidl. Well, they're opening up more stores and might have just hit on a new strategy that's going to secure the chain's position here in the U.S. Sally? This is great, Phil. They're really uh, making an effort to help consumers with um, inflation. And so they've, they're running a campaign for the summer starting June 8th, and it's going to go till August, where they're going to drop prices on more than 100 items in their stores that are all located in the East Coast. Um, the the discounts range from 12.8% for the lowest price item and 10.6% uh, and for the highest price item on the list, which is a black Angus top sirloin steak. Uh, so so th they're saying that um, customers can save about $50 on these basket items through this, uh, this summer campaign. Yeah, and I think it's really smart because while Aldi has done a bang up job and they just keep on opening. Lidl has sort of gotten lost. They only have 170 stores open here in the U.S. Um, when you look at their out their outpost in uh, Germany, you know, they're neck and neck with Aldi and it, they just haven't been able to hit. They've gone through, I want to say like four or five different U.S. presidents so far. Um, so I think this is really smart. I agree with you because this is going to get people to get into the stores, even if it's just for this promotion, and then like what they see, because to be honest with you, there's a lot of Lidl products, especially their prepared foods that are excellent that most consumers just haven't found. Um, so what's the story about what's going on with hepatitis? We have 27 cases of hepatitis A um, that is potentially linked to organic strawberries that have been sold in and changed from Walmart to Trader Joe's to HEB. Um, how, how serious is this problem with hepatitis and our kids? Well, there are two things that we've been seeing in the news, Phil. And so just to clear them up for everyone, there are, you know, we know that there are, there's hepatitis A, B, C, D, and E. And hepatitis A and B, we actually have a vaccine for. So um, it is very important to get this vaccine. A lot of children have this vaccine to protect them. Um, yes, there has been an outbreak in strawberries. Um, 
we have seen cases on the rise and they have they have warned people about these strawberries that were bought during this particular time at certain retailers. Now those would have gone bad by now, but some people put strawberries in their freezer and save them and so they can still contract the virus that way. And it is highly contagious. Now on the other hand, um, we've seen reports from the CDC in a concern about hepatitis C that is um, showing up mysteriously in children in the United States and actually globally. Um, this is a different form of hepatitis. It does not have a vaccine and it, it's generally transmitted, transmitted through blood, um, but it is much more serious and can cause uh, liver problems. In fact, uh, there are several children in the United States that have had to have liver transplants, but this is not the same thing as what you're getting in the strawberries. So the, the reality is that we should be looking um, both for kids and adults very carefully at what's going on with hepatitis and for everybody to get the vaccines that they can. That is correct. That is the best thing we can do. So Walmart Plus, you know, Walmart Plus started back in September 2020. Uh, obviously didn't get the kind of attention that it should have because of the pandemic. Uh, but a new story um, in Consumer Reports really points out that if you're a Walmart shopper or close to a Walmart, you might want to think about joining Walmart Plus instead of Amazon Prime uh, because you could really save a lot more. Now, one of the things when you and I were talking about this um, that I wasn't aware of, you know, yes, you get the free shipping, you can get same day delivery on some orders, gas discounts, and a scan and go app feature for store shoppers. So it really sounds like for those Walmart shoppers, this is a great deal. It does sound like a great deal if you like shopping at Walmart. Um, you Now, you aren't going to get, with, with Amazon Prime, you get the books and you get to stream movies. And so you're not going to get that. But they are offering up a six free months of Spotify access with their membership. So if you sign up, you can, you do get that benefit. And there are some other benefits as well. They have raised the, um, the gas rewards to 10 cents per gallon instead of five cents is what it is, would be for these for these members and the scan and go feature is pretty interesting to me so basically you can shop in the store and scan your items as you shop and keep a running total which i love that idea and then you just uh, go to the front of the store and you have a you scan a qr code to check out and you're done yeah, it's it's a great program and it's a shame that more people haven't really been aware of it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can help on that. Um, there's a new study that has come out by Tango. Um, and, you know, they're saying some things in here, Sally, that I would disagree with. Um, you know, there, there's some 94% of shoppers are satisfied with the options they have for in-store shopping, for pickup and delivery, um, compared to 87% a year ago. 94% uh, of shoppers enjoy having the ability to buy online. You know, that, that stuff is pretty commonplace. Um, what I don't agree with is that nine in 10, over nine in 10 US adults say that big box retailers and supermarkets have adapted well to the changes during the pandemic. 
I don't see that. I still see empty shelves. I still see, you know, the plastic barri- barriers. Um, what do you What do you think? Yes, I find find that to be a very very high number. I don't know that um, that that many people would be satisfied about something to begin with. You know, with their feedback would be. But um, but yes, with out of stocks and and the frustration that you experience, we we do like our online shopping, but we do experience frustration with the shoppers having to make replacements because so many things are out of stocks, and then getting getting what you don't want. Um, so so I find that yes, I find that number to be really high. And another one that was really interesting to me to me, Phil, that I'd love to get your feedback on is that three in five, sixty-two percent consumers say environmental concerns now influence whether they shop in store online. Now here's the interesting part. Men are more likely than women to say environmental concerns impact whether they shop in store or online. I thought that was an interesting one. I think it's interesting. Also, because they don't define what the environmental inputs mm-hmm. are. I mean, are, are people not going to the store because they want to save gas mm-hmm. going into the atmosphere? Or, I, you know, I, I, yeah, the survey is not one that, you know, we point to and say, wow, better listen to this. Um, I love I love what Kroger's doing with their new digital farmers market. Um, They've partnered with Market Wagon that now it's just a test and it's just in Atlanta. But what they're bringing is they're bringing over eleven hundred local food products to shoppers in this farmers market. Um, I think it's really smart. You can either get it delivered on Tuesday or Friday, not every day, uh, but you know, just by bringing all these local products to the people in Atlanta, I think this is phenomenal. I'm, I'm really pointing to Kroger as leading so much in technology. You know, we spoke with uh, Wesley Rhodes uh, from Kroger last week on our Metaverse um you know, web webcast. Um, and I really think that we're going to see a lot of new technologies coming out of Kroger. Yes, I, I love what they're doing here. And I really wish they had this available for us in Nashville. Maybe they will because, we you know, we're Kroger shoppers here. But yes, I mean, you can you can order um, these products um, within a 60 mile radius of Atlanta. And this is these are products that are not in the Kroger stores. You can only get them in this digital farmers market format. And they're just really helping out a lot of local farmers and local food makers getting their products out there. It's um, it is a part of uh, being sustainably uh, conscious as well, I believe. And I love how they say that they're transforming transforming the farm to table concept into a farm to front door reality. Yeah, it's it's great. It's something that we're going to watch very carefully. Um, I'm scared. <laughs> uh, I am very very scared um, about this author. Uh, Catriona Campbell. Um, she is one of uh, England's leading authorities on artificial intelligence. She wrote a new book, AI by Design, A Plan for Living with Artificial Intelligence. And what she says is that within 50 years, technology will have advanced to such an extent that babies, which exist in the metaverse, are indistinct from those in the real world. So you can have a baby in the metaverse, um, 
which is sort of like scary to me. And also, you know, it, it's not going to it's not going to look like, you know, the virtual world. Now, the kids can look just like you. You can play with them. You can cuddle with them. Um, you can keep them at a, at a certain age so they never become teenagers uh, or never even grow up. You can keep your kid at you know, six years old or whatever the right age is. But the creepiest thing that she <laughs> talks about is what happens when you get bored with your kids. If they're on a monthly subscription, um, they just cancel the subscription and the kids are gone. <laughs> so being a mom, what do you think? I'm with you, Phil. I find it, I find it uh, a little strange and really hard to imagine that um, that a lot of adults would embrace having a virtual child. Um, however, I do see some interesting opportunities here. Um, the you know the Tamagotchi kids was a was a big um, the Tamagotchi pets that were really popular were a huge huge thing. Um, people really liked being able to take care of them and seeing where they went wrong, where they went right with with keeping their little pet alive and well. Um, so so with this, I see opportunities for um, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, how about health insurance companies when people are expecting children and, um, tr you know, offering training through these types of th this virtual platform on parenting and um, feeding and taking care of a baby. Uh, I think this is a great opportunity for kids to learn about nutrition uh, and, and taking care of their own bodies. What happens if you eat these foods and you, and you eat these foods and mix in your exercise? You know, what does your health look like? So there could be some really cool opportunities. I just don't know if we are going to stop having kids and start just embracing virtual kids. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Um, uh, I do agree with you. I think from a training standpoint, you know, when, when I was growing up, my father always used to say, um, you know, that he wished that when I popped out, I would have come with a manual. Yes. So, so that my parents could have some idea what to do with me. But, um, but you know, from a training standpoint, an education standpoint, I think it's cool. Uh, right before we went live, I got a new um, press release, and I am very jealous about this. Uh, McDonald's has introduced a new menu for the summer in England. Um, so they're going with... Um, the tastes of Italy, Spain, and Cyprus. So the Taste of Italy menu, which is available from June 8th to July 26th, is the Italian stack, the crispy chicken Italiano, the mozzarella dippers, and a tiramisu McFlurry. And then Spain and Cyprus, uh, these menu items are available from July 27th to September 6th, a spicy Spanish stack, chicken fiesta, uh, fries and punch. And I've got to tell you something. I'm jealous. How come how come they're doing this in the UK and not here? McDonald's is always struggling for what they're what, you know, to get more people in there that the people are saying there's nothing exciting there. This is exciting. Give it to us. <laughs> Yes, it would be nice for them to change up the menu. I feel like this is something that happens quite often. We see them introducing all of these cool products in other countries, but we don't get them here. We don't. And now it's time for the Lemper Report. 
Ida reports that San Francisco is getting an NFT restaurant. The project comes from the show group, which describes itself as a global experiential hospitality platform. And they're going to take up rooftop real estate on top of the Salesforce Transit Center. Here's what they're planning. A membership-based show club, a high-end Japanese restaurant with a sunken pit grill where the chef plans to cook over charcoal and offer rustic farmhouse cuisine, and a Japanese food retail concept on the first floor that will sell grab-and-go items, including bento boxes, salads, and sake. The show club will offer three membership tiers. Get this, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Seriously, Earth, Wind, and Fire? They're a music group. Earth is the lowest tier, and they say little more on their website, but it's the foundation of the club. Water is the core membership for those who seek the ultimate in convenience and cultural experiences. Both, according to their press release, offers access to a special menu at the club's restaurant, which, by the way, is also open to the public. Admitted into a private lounge, concierge and car services, and dinners with celebrity guests. Fire, the biggest tier, gets you ownership-like benefits, including a once-in-a-lifetime highly curated trip to Japan. The website also says that the full list of membership benefits and pricing will be available later this month. To give you some framework, New York's NFT restaurant, which is coming soon, the Fly Fish Club, has membership starting at $13,000. But of course, it's tied to cryptocurrency. So we'll just have to see what the exchange rates are when you decide to purchase your membership. Sally, there's been lots of discussion about the great resignation, but it seems like there's one group that's working harder than ever at their jobs. Who are they and what's it all about? Yes, Phil. And, you know, whether you see the glass half full or half empty, you know, we call it the great resignation or the great migration. (laughs) So we're looking at it both ways. But a new study by UiPath has revealed that 83 percent of global respondents have had to take up to six new tasks on outside of their regular job description. And this is because so many of their co-workers are resigning. Now, as of this year, most millennials are at the peak of their careers. They're in leadership roles. They're in management roles roles, and they are shouldering much of the responsibility of their organizations. And that means this great resignation is taking a real toll on them emotionally. The study also says that 60% of millennials are feeling workplace burnout. So the bottom line is in order to retain employees, companies need to work on offering a healthy and productive work environment. Now, some companies are testing four-day work weeks. They're allowing, allowing permanent work from home opportunities. They're expanding benefits, especially like mental health service, which a lot of Gen Z employees are now pushing for, apparently. And in addition, they're adding robot software to take on mundane tasks so that they can ensure that their team can focus on creative and strategic work. I met Melissa Jurgens, the chief operating officer of In Context in the Metaverse, to find out more about their latest consumer survey. Here's what she told me. When you look back over the past 10 years of research, when you look into your crystal ball, when you survey all these consumers, what are you seeing today? Well, the first question that we asked ourselves is, are shoppers ready for a more immersive 3D type of shopping experience? And so when we first started our research, that was really the initial question to answer is, 
our shoppers ready? Because if they are, then we've got a lot to explore. And we found that it was a resounding yes. Shoppers liked it. They found it fun. They found it easy. And I think most importantly, we found that 70% of shoppers want to do it again. And that 50% of shoppers were more likely to return to a retailer who had some sort of a 3D or immersive experience. To watch the complete interview, just log on to supermarketguru.com and click on Exploring the Retail Metaverse. On today's Bullseye, let's talk about the front end of our supermarkets. According to IRI, shoppers in the U.S. spent $6 billion in the checkout area last year. Now, that's a lot of gum, magazines, candy, and soda. According to CNN Business, they put small, cheap items for quick consumption nearest the register because they're easier for customers to toss into their carts instead of an eight-pack of paper towels. Bad example. But here's what is a good move. The Center for Science and the Public Interest, CSPI, has been pushing supermarkets since 2015 to have their stores change what they sell near the register. Top grocery chains in the United Kingdom have eliminated candy from checkout altogether. Here in the U.S., Berkeley, California, passed a healthy checkout law back in 2020 regulating which products can be sold near the register. What's out? Junk food, candy, and soda. What's in? Fresh or dried fruits, nuts, yogurt, and sugar-free gum. The regulation, the first in the U.S., requires stores to sell at least 25 square foot of healthy items within a close radius of the register. Berkeley's historic action will build momentum for future efforts to improve the food retail environment at the state and local level, says CSPI. Good job. Now let's keep expanding the concept to the rest of our supermarkets and the rest of our cities and all of our shoppers. Sally, what comments do we have today? Well, we heard from Mary Miller today, and this is good news for Mary. She says her Jif peanut butter update, uh, her replacement coupons have come in. So, you know, we all know that there was the recall because of the salmonella contamination, sorry. And so um, kudos to the company for, for taking care of customers and sending those coupons out. Absolutely. And especially these days where nobody wants to waste any money on mm -hmm. anything, yet alone have a food safety nightmare. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, don't forget, go to supermarketguru.com and sign up for our newsletters and make sure that you are in the know when it comes to consumers, brands and retailers. <laughs>